Welcome to Lionheart Talks, a series of podcasts from Lionheart. Hello and welcome to the Lionheart Talks podcast. This six-part series is all about well-being, and on this episode we'll be focusing on grief and bereavement. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jo Grant, I'm Training and Wellbeing Projects Manager at Lionheart, and I'll be your host for today. And on this episode, I'm joined by my colleague, Mark Hodson, uh, one of Lionheart's counsellors. Mark, would you like to give us a little introduction to yourself? Hi, Jo, and thank you for asking me to come along. Uh, as Jo said, my name's Mark, I'm one of the counsellors at Lionheart. I've been with Lionheart now just over five years, and kind of supporting members and their and their families. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Mm-hmm. So, um, grief and bereavement. Bereavement is something that happens to us all at some point in our life, and grief is a natural response to loss. It doesn't just occur when we lose a family member or a friend. It can also occur following a breakdown of a relationship, the death of a pet or a public figure, or even the loss of a job. There are many different models um, used to help people understand the process of grief um, and we'll run through one specific model today. Um, but before we do that, uh, Mark, let's ha- hand back to you. Is grief and bereavement something that you deal with on a regular basis as a counsellor? Absolutely. It's, it's, well, it's, it's always, as you say, it happens to everyone, but kind of particularly... With COVID and and kind of all of the all of the situations that have arisen from there, yeah, it certainly is certainly is something that I'm dealing with. I think I think I have four, maybe five clients currently, and and that's that's normal for okay. kind of a caseload. Yeah. And before we start, are there anything? Is there anything in particular that you you like to draw attention to, or um, I, points that are important for people to remember when we think about grief? I think I think probably the most important thing I would say is is trying to is trying to normalize those kind of conversations because you know, it 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 is such a such a well it is almost like a taboo subject isn't it it's something that we don't talk about something that we don't like to think about but as you rightly said it, you know it happens to us all and you know we don't like to think about our own mortality but actually you know it's such an important conversation to have and you know, in talking about how you feel about a loss, is 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 equally really really important. So yeah, kind of trying to normalise those conversations and kind of encourage people to to talk about how they feel is is a big part of the work that we as counsellors do, definitely. And counselling, I suppose, gives people that opportunity to talk about those things that they perhaps find hard to talk about with. A family friend, a family member, or a friend. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know it is a it is a very different, it's a very different space than, as you say, kind of a relationship with a family member or a friend because people don't necessarily have well they don't at all have to filter what what they're what they're talking about, what they're thinking about, or how they're putting things out. They can just say it like it is. It's a confidential space. It's a safe space. It's also a non-judgmental space so you know whatever they say isn't going to be met with you know whatever whatever else is going on for for the other person so yeah that opportunity to say what you're really feeling Mm -hmm. not be judged absolutely which is a really really rare a really really rare and powerful thing definitely yeah 
And I think it's a great opportunity, isn't it, as well um, for people because, as you said, we shy away from talking to people about mm-hmm. grief, about feelings, about yeah. what's going on mm-hmm. um, in too much detail. Perhaps if we, we've got a friend or a family member that's been bereaved, we don't want to risk upsetting them by yep. perhaps drawing attention or Absolutely. talking about that subject Absolutely. when actually the best thing you could do mm-hmm. is is have that conversation Absolutely. or let that person know that you're you're mm-hmm. there in that way. Yeah, a, a lot of clients tell me actually the worst thing that people do is say nothing because you know yeah there are no there are no right or wrong answers and that's really important to to know about you know you whatever you say you know at least you're communicating which is which is really really important and like I say so many people have told me that actually you know after a loss that that people just shut down because for the fear of saying the wrong thing they just say nothing and and yeah that's really not really not helpful and I guess that that can make things harder Mm -hmm. in a lot of senses because it leaves that person feeling alone absolutely when the last thing they want at that time is to feel alone yeah yeah. well it's it's about it's about establishing connections isn't it and you know obviously we are all we are all social creatures and we all need people around us particularly at you know really emotive times like a bereavement so so yeah it, it is really really important that people are kind of keeping those communication channels open and and just talking and you know, not not overthinking what they're saying. Yeah, I think is what I'd say. Yeah, and also recognizing perhaps that their their experience, well, even if it's for a similar relationship, mm-hmm. just because that's how they felt in that situation mm-hmm. or how they think that person might be feeling, yeah. it might not be the same or it won't be the same. Absolutely, that experience is different for Absolutely. for everyone. Yeah, and unique. Yeah, yeah. And and you know and that is that is very very true and you know worked with kind of quite complex cases where we we've worked with different family members for one bereavement and 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 yes it is it's a very similar experience but it is you know there are obviously so many variables as that person's relationship with the person that they've lost all you know and and so many other things that make their experience as unique as they are and 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 that again is really really important it is about yeah every experience is unique okay Mm -hmm. we'll look at that a little bit more a little bit later on i think Mm -hmm. um i just i think i'd like to go back to we chatted a little bit before this podcast before we came in to do this recording Mm -hmm. um and something that you mentioned to me was that there are many different models that can be used to describe that grieving process. Yeah. Um, you talked me through the whirlpool of grief theory mm-hmm. or model. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Dr. Richard Wilson was the person that founded this. That's the one. Um, and I found that really useful. Mm-hmm. So for those that aren't aware of that theory, um, it's a really good uses a really good visual representation of that process of bereavement and grief and the way that we we travel through life i guess um there will be some uh, a link to this available to people after the um after the podcast um you can find that in the notes but just to give people a quick run through because we perhaps refer back to this as we go through mm-hmm. today's podcast yeah. it talks about our journey through life and our journey being down a river maybe as if we're in a boat um maybe Everybody's river is different. Everybody's journey mm-hmm. is different. But mm-hmm. we're we're traveling along our our river of life. 
when we hit a waterfall and that's the point at which that bereavement happens yeah. and we fall over that waterfall and plunge into the the whirlpool of grief below mm-hmm. and then it looks at the different ways that we may process that grief mm-hmm. deal with that grief mm-hmm. what we might go through after that mm-hmm. whether that's being um for the representation of this washed upon the rocks onto the banks at the side of the river just be fighting our way in the whirlpool below that yeah. that waterfall mm-hmm. and being battered again and again mm-hmm. before eventually being able to move back on and carry on with our mm-hmm. journey yeah yeah i use i use it quite a lot with clients as you say it's a I mean, loss and bereavement is is such a complex process, if you like. There mm-hmm. are so many different emotions, so many different feelings, and 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 it can feel like a whirlpool. It is, you know, it is overwhelming, and and it can be, you know, for very, you know, for different people, that kind of feeling of overwhelm can last, you know, various different times. And and I think, you know, the whirlpool is. The whirlpool model is a really good one because it shows the the kind of the the water kind of moving between all of those stages and and you know and it means that actually you know you can one day you may feel like you may feel like you're moving forward but then you know the next day for whatever reason you may feel like actually you're back you're back in another place and again it's it's kind of saying, well, there are no, there are no rules really as to how you should be feeling or when you should be feeling that way. And it will be different. Yeah, yeah, for everyone. absolutely. You'll absolutely. be pulled round and round. Yeah, yeah. But it's all part of that process. Absolutely. Yeah, really is. So, the start of that model talks about us travelling down our mm-hmm. our river of life. Mm-hmm. So now will perhaps be a good time to look at perhaps some of those factors that happen earlier in our life that may affect our grieving process mm-hmm. um dependent on who who it is that we're um who we've lost yeah um i think as we've said already a couple of times there are no rights or wrongs mm-hmm. that grieving process will be different mm-hmm. everybody's relationships are different yeah regardless of whether it's a parent mm-hmm. a sibling a friend mm-hmm. there are so many factors prior to that person yeah. passing away yeah that will affect our relationship with them and perhaps how we feel in that situation. Absolutely. So do you want to perhaps describe um, some of those factors and how how they may affect someone's mm-hmm. grief? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest one you've touched on is actually the person's relationship with that person. And, you know, obviously, you know, we all, you know, when you say the word parent, people sometimes do think of, you know, a, a a stable happy relationship but that's not always the case for everyone and and obviously those those situations and those difficulties can bring a whole host of other of other difficulties you know there may be there may be feelings of guilt around maybe not being able to repair the relationship or there may be you know there may be there may be kind of feeling, you know, extra feelings of loss because because of the other times that they weren't able to spend with that person. And, you know, equally as well, the loss of somebody that you're really close to. Yep. Again, it comes with comes with so many different variables and and it is again just a really, really complex thing to navigate and, and again it kind of as you say it just reinforces the unique nature yeah. of everybody's journey of course yeah 
And I think one of those other, some of those other factors that we perhaps, um, that have an impact, mm. things like the, um, the way that that person may have died. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've worked with kind of clients where kind of the, the loss has been due to illness. Yeah. Um, different kinds of illnesses, cancer obviously is very prevalent, uh, motor neurone disease, other other kind of ailments and you you kind of you almost go through a process with that person, obviously they they become unwell and yeah. and, and that process for some people almost almost kind of starts their grieving process, if that makes sense. And yeah. kind of they're almost grieving for the person before they've actually died. And and that is and again, equally on the other side of that, I've also worked with people where the loss has been incredibly sudden. I I've worked with a couple of people where kind of one night their partner went to bed as normal and they woke up and their partner partner was no longer alive. So oh. really, 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 really sudden loss. And and that again brings up a whole load of questions and kind of just really, really complex, really, really difficult emotions and and it is and it is again kind of working out what those what those circumstances are, what the impact of those on the people that are left behind are, and then obviously trying to trying to support that person the best way possible. Really so many variables there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So many different versions of ill health, so Absolutely. many different ways that people can pass away. Absolutely. And expected, unexpected. Yeah. 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 And and it is and again it is that whole kind of that connecting with it can be really, really difficult because it it connects us to our own mortality, which isn't something people like to necessarily mm. think about, which is understandable. But but yeah, it is it is such a you know, such a wide set of variables, and everybody will, everybody will go and go. You know, coming back to that model, everybody will kind of go over that waterfall in their own unique way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some will see it, see it coming to some yeah. degree. To some degree, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and as much as you may not want to think it's mm -hmm. going to happen in some situations, I guess it. You know, it's coming. Yeah. It is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. may whether it's through ill health, old age, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. But sometimes you're just thrown into completely that unexpected. Completely. And I think at that point, or at this point, it's perhaps also worth we should touch on the situation as well with suicide. Yeah. Well that's obviously another another level of loss and as well as kind of the the actual loss of the person there's a whole there are usually quite a lot of questions left with the people who are left behind and and kind of you know it is around trying to find a pathway through yeah and and that and that's really really hard to do when you're kind of being you know when you have those questions i was just thinking about a case there one of the um we did actually work with a client who had lost a family member through suicide and yeah I just I just remember just the just the huge amount of questions that they had and and it was just trying to 
just trying to hold them emotionally and just trying to be there for them and yeah. you know because there isn't you know as there isn't a magic fix you know counseling counseling doesn't have you know counseling can't make bereavement better you know it is it's a it's a way of connecting with how you're feeling and having that safe non-judgmental space to actually talk about it but it can't be it can't be changed i guess is what i'm trying to say so you know yeah it is it is kind of just trying to be with that person and and show that person that actually you know however they are that you're not going to you're not going to run away you're not going to be scared you you can you can meet them wherever they are emotionally and you can hold them and then you can say okay so we're here together let's let's see where we let's see where we go yeah this time yeah you're not alone there is a way forward absolutely that's for us to work through together yeah yeah and goes back to goes back to kind of giving them giving them a connection but a different a different kind of connection obviously yeah, it's made us think about the some of those factors that will impact and make that grief, that situation yeah. different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some of those things that might um, have an impact. Mm-hmm. I know this may not be something that you're you're perhaps so comfortable to talk about, but I, to some level as well, there'll be a possibly for some people a cultural or a faith religious impact in their process for grief. Absolutely. Um, what's except what's expected mm-hmm. what's acceptable mm-hmm. how quickly you, you should move on perhaps from something yeah faith and faith and religion and culture are obviously all really important and and that's where and that's where counseling is you, you you know you are kind of starting off almost with a clean slate with each person that you meet and it is about kind of finding out what their values are finding out what their beliefs are and 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 kind of working working within those so so it is about you know, having those conversations around, you know, well, what are, you know, what are your religious beliefs? Do they impact on how you feel about loss and bereavement? Because, yeah, they probably do. And it's about being able to show the person that you're prepared to go, to go to those places and talk about those things because it is about getting to know that person as yep. a whole person. Yeah. Yeah. And you may be their, their only opportunity to do that. Absolutely. absolutely. For some people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some that's, pe- that's some people true. will have a, a very good family network or mm-hmm. friend friend mm-hmm. network around them yep. and that support but some yep. people won't no and and some people may feel like they do have a very good support network around them but actually for whatever reason and again you know the reasons could be so many and varied but they may feel like actually they can't talk about how they're feeling because you know maybe they have to be maybe they're seen as you know being the strong one you know being the one who has to just kind of keep things going and actually yeah whilst they might have good physical support actually emotionally they might not have that they might not have that opportunity so we've talked there about the the lead up to a to a death Mm -hmm. um how our relationship with that person along with how they've died might affect us and our grieving process Mm -hmm. but what might those initial feelings um, be like for somebody at that point of bereavement? What what's common for people to feel to see? Um, yeah. I guess that's a that's a really big question. Um, I guess I would say kind of shock, overwhelm, just kind of yeah, 
just just feeling completely overwhelmed is really really common there may be you know as we as we've talked about you know there may be depending on the circumstances there may be questions there may be well unfortunately there is a lot of bureaucracy there is a lot of red tape when somebody passes away and a lot of people a lot of people tend to tend to go into that which which is you know understandable and and it's really difficult to be logical and emotive at the same time and okay. and kind of yeah that that can kind of i i think can kind of quite easily feed that that sense of overwhelm that sense of where am i what am i doing and and how am I going to get through the next day? There are lots of, I think there are lots of different thoughts around this, but I think it's, it is really, I think, I think personally, it is really difficult to, to hold both of those, like I say, that logical side and the emotional side together. Cause it, it yeah, it, it's just, a, it's a lot of demands on one person. And initially, and you said there's a lot of red tape, a lot of mm-hmm. processes. Yeah. There's funeral planning. Yeah. Maybe making um, people aware mm-hmm. of the, yeah, the person's passed away, etc. So initially, there's perhaps for for someone a lot of focus, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a lot of process in place. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. I need mm-hmm. to do that. This happens next. Yeah. So almost that opportunity to to not think or not mm-hmm. process what's hap- actually mm-hmm. happened because. I've just got to get this done. I've yep. got to sort this out, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Absolutely. And then perhaps later on, further down the line, mm-hmm. that might that might change. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, whilst there are, you know, whilst there never are any timescales, I, I think I think you are right. I think you know those first few weeks, first few months, possibly, you know, will be quite focused on what they need to do, what you know, what needs to happen, and then there may be there will be a time possibly where the, where those feelings will. Catch maybe, up with you, you catch maybe? up with you, maybe change in intensity. Yeah, again, kind of different for different for each person. But yeah, catch up with you is a good is a good phrase. I like that. We've we've fallen over the the waterfall. Mm-hmm. We're in that whirlpool below. We've mm-hmm. talked about how that may affect um, or about the fact here we've got different emotions, different feelings, yeah. being washed up on the bank. Um, the banks of the river mm-hmm. um staying in that whirlpool mm-hmm. something i know i mentioned early on i think i'd like to talk about what grief might look like the f- in the following weeks and the months yeah. um following that bereavement mm-hmm. reflecting on that whirlpool of grief theory yeah. um as we just said it shows that situations are different and mm-hmm. we might find ourselves in many different situations mm-hmm. i guess that proves that it's not a linear process no, we're absolutely. not going to move forward in that in a very set format you know yeah i think it's also kind of moving forward is is obviously important but also it is about sort of saying you may find actually you feel like you may be gone back a couple of steps but again it is that you know that's why i like this model because it is it is so flexible it uses it uses water which can obviously move in any in any kind of different direction but just kind of picking up on your point the yeah the kind of the weeks and the months can be a really, really difficult difficult time because it is that after the initial shock and maybe kind of some of that some of that focus that we talked about earlier, maybe that is kind of feeling like there's a light at the end of the tunnel yep. in terms of the red tape. And and you know, that is when, you know, people 
talk to me about thinking, feeling, well, I've been so busy for so long. What do I do? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and even before accepting that everybody's circumstances are different, but, you know, in, in, in some cases, you know, there will obviously be, you know, a significant person in that person's life where they may have had, in, in the case of a partner, you know, they may have had lots of things that they did together and, and, you know, and then suddenly they, you know, this person is now on their own or, you know, in, in, in a very different situation. And that question of what do I do is, is, is a very common one. And, and also as well, kind of people talk about kind of the changes in seasons as well, kind of almost like it's a very tangible thing that they see and it, and it feels like, they're almost moving forward without that person. Nothing stays the same no, just because yeah, you're feeling yeah, like that absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. It won't last. Things yeah, progress, things yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Some people have said that, you know. It feels like, actually, I just want want everything to start. And there <clears> can be periods where you can be doing quite well, mm-hmm. feeling you have perhaps your feelings under control yeah. or your accepting of where you are uh-huh. and the process and what you're going through, yeah. but then something might happen. Absolutely. Um I guess an anniversary, birthday. Yeah, yeah. I mean those festival, mm-hmm. some sort of celebration, mm-hmm. and suddenly you realise again that it draws attention to the fact Absolutely. that they're not there. Absolutely. I mean, obviously those big, you know, those big occasions are obviously important, but also, you know, again, it can be the seemingly small things. Um, I'm, I'm remembering. Yeah, I'm remembering one client lost has lost her husband very, very suddenly. Um and he was an avid reader and on the chair he used to sit was the book that he, he was reading. And and she just left it there and and kind of she didn't spend a whole lot of time in that room where he used to read, but occasionally when she'd go in she'd just see the book and it would be it would be an instant reminder of that person. And and you know, and it and it can be that, you know, even even when you're out and about going about normal life, you know, you, you can see something, hear something, smell something, and it can and it can bring back memories. And, and I think, again, that is the part of the really, really complex nature of grief is that it can, the intensity of it can change at any point. So as we start to draw towards the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. I think it would be really important for us now to touch on counselling. Yeah. I think as we've been through today, you've already touched on how counselling can help somebody, mm-hmm. the fact that it offers that safe space, mm-hmm. that opportunity to um, to say how they're feeling, to, yeah. to t- talk without judgement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else you, you'd want to add to that in, how, in terms of how counselling can help. Um, feel free to if you want to. Yeah. It can be really, really difficult to connect with how you're feeling, which which is why at Lionheart we we kind of recommend a waiting period, if you like, of of, of around six weeks. Okay. After a, after a bereavement, that, that gives generally, again, accepting that you know all situations are different. Generally, that that gives people enough time or some time to to at least try and find their own way through yeah. that that initial thing and you know and it, it goes back to you know what we were saying earlier about you know grief being grief being a normal part of life because it is yeah and, and like I say I think it is just about counselling will obviously kind of emphasise 
self-care and kind of making sure that you know you're taking care of your, yourself and you know putting time in for yourself to to reflect on what's going on because you know I think as we've said before you know people people can very yeah fairly easily you know get get kind of tied into all of the things they need to do or they may even be you know they may even create things that they need to do for not wanting to perhaps confront how they're feeling which is which is understandable but you know it is about giving them that that safe space where they can they can allow those feelings I think you said to kind of catch up with them if mm. that makes sense so you mentioned there about self-care mm-hmm. how that can be yeah. um, really important for yeah. people are there any recommendations there that you would use are there any maybe apps that could be useful or is it more around um things that you could do physically i, I don't know getting yeah, outside yeah, yeah. being active uh-huh I, I think it is i think it is more about kind of the physical side of things but obviously you know if you have things you know hobbies and interests that you you know that you are interested in then you know again accepting that it will be different but you know if you can engage with those I, I think that would be useful but you know I think it is really important to as as much as possible is, is to you know try not to try not to isolate yourself I think I think that's the that's the biggest piece of advice I probably would give and accept the importance and the fact that it's not selfish to look after yourself absolutely prioritize yourself absolutely Uh, that is that is that is really really important and yeah like you say it is and and especially like it's important generally but especially at times of really really difficult emotions and even if you have perhaps young children dependents yeah remembering you've got to look after yourself to be able to continue to absolutely, look after absolutely. look out for them yeah yeah and that's i mean that's that's an i use kind of uh, the first responders analogy quite a lot in sessions it is about you know you need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people and you know it is about giving yourself the best care you can so that you can then you can then give that to other people yeah yeah so we've we've talked about counselling, we've talked about mm-hmm. self-care. I'd just like to go back um, to counselling mm-hmm. for one last question, I think, yeah. there. Um, you mentioned that an ideal timescale is perhaps after six weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there a timescale for sort of long, longer? So maybe if somebody has is still struggling with some grief from somebody that's passed away perhaps months or even mm-hmm. years ago, is there... A, that's never perhaps been properly uh-huh. dealt with is there still an opportunity to access counseling at that point absolutely. and it be beneficial to A- them absolutely absolutely i mean you know i i have worked with i have worked with people that have had kind of not they have they didn't have for whatever reason they didn't have the opportunity to process their grief when it actually happened and and life happens and and you know things are memories are brought up things are triggered and 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 yeah absolutely I, I you know I always think having that having that safe space and having that that confidential space is 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 really really beneficial and you know being able to connect with how you're feeling at any point is helpful and you know obviously you know Lionheart is is here for you know for anyone who kind of wants wants to access that support and I would you know really really encourage anybody who is you know listening today who's kind of thinking yeah maybe i maybe i might please do you know reach out 
you know, email us, call us, however you get in touch, but please do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as Mark said, we, or we're aware Mark is one of Lionheart's counsellors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lionheart counselling is available to any RICS professional, past or present. Yeah. Um, their partner or spouse. Yeah. Um, and there's actually also now an opportunity for counselling for for children as well, or those yeah. over the age of twelve through a partner. Yeah. Partnership that mm-hmm. we've we've now developed. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of. Absolutely, for people to access counselling as an RICS professional. Yeah, 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 and, and we do, you know, and we can and do. Ha- you know, we have put it into place where we have, you know, literally supported an entire family. You know, with with children and with, you know, the adults as well. So yeah, it is you know definitely something that we can do. Great service mm-hmm. to have available for people. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we're coming to our close now, I think there's one other thing. I'd, I'd like to point out to anyone that's listening or make people aware of that are listening. We've talked about Lionheart Counselling. There's also our support services team. We have a recorded webinar as well on understanding bereavement in the workplace, which might be suitable for anybody who's got a colleague or an employee that has recently been through a bereavement and is perhaps not sure on the best way to support that person so i'd really recommend that you check out that in our webinar library um and yeah i'd like to say thank you mark for joining me today thank you um, i hope those of you that have listened into this podcast have found it really useful um it's given you an opportunity to recognize that those feelings emotions the processes are different for everyone so whether you're looking to support somebody or whether it's something that you're going through yourself you'll you'll now find yourself in a better place for dealing with that situation, mm-hmm. progressing mm-hmm. with that situation. Mm-hmm. So is there one final piece of advice that you'd like to like people to take away with them today, Mark? I think I think it, well, I think two really. I think firstly, take care of yourselves and then I think also again, you know, if you if you are, you know, impacted affected or or struggling with anything that we've talked about today please do you know please do reach out to us that's what we're here for thank you so thank you for listening to lionheart talks podcast if you've been affected by um, anything that we've talked about today then please do take a look at the lionheart website as mark mentioned you can contact us via email via phone or a chat feature is also available on the website Um, I've been your host, Joe Grant, and today I've been joined by our fantastic guest, Mark Hudson. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Joe. Good to be here. Thanks so much for joining us on Lionheart Talks, and we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Subscribe now on your favourite podcast platform to hear from us again, and don't forget you can find out more about how we're helping surveyors and their families on our website, lionheart.org.uk.